Our Lady of Fatima's plan to defeat this coronavirus. The second point, pray the rosary daily. This is the third episode in a series of six which detail Our Lady's five-point plan. This presentation was given by Father Isaac Mary Relier, released Tuesday, May 12, 2020, and is sponsored by the Fatima Center. Ave Maria, this is Father Isaac Mary Relier from the Fatima Center. Let us begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most compassionate Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, our Mother. To thee we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. Mother, the Word incarnate, spies on our petition, win thy mercy, hear and answer. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Francis and Saint Pio, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is the second talk uh, for the series, uh, Our Lady of Fatima's plan to defeat this coronavirus. And so this talk is going to be on praying the Holy Rosary. And so right away we could see in the first apparition that Our Lady appeared in Fatima to the seers, Sister Lucia had a question. She said to Our Lady, and am I going to go to heaven? And Our Lady assured her, and she said, uh, yes, you shall go. And Jacinta, Lucia said, she said yes. And Francisco, Francesco, our lady said, he too shall go, but he must say many rosaries. And that's pretty scary, my friends, in one sense, that this little innocent boy, he would go to heaven, but he would have to pray many rosaries. So our lady's given us a very strong message, and we're going to go into a little more. And again, the Blessed Virgin spoke, and she said, Say the rosary every day to bring peace to the world and the end of the war. So we can see that the, the mother of God, the mother of Jesus, she comes and she tells us to pray the rosary every day. Pray the rosary every day. She said that the rosary will bring about peace in the world and an end to a war. So we could see that this applies to us now, that praying the rosary will bring peace throughout this whole world, will put an end to this so-called coronavirus. And like I said, we the virus is real, but the response to this virus has been one big hoax. They've been duping us. It's all about the one world government, all about the reign of communism. And the rosary can end that. Our lady's very clear. In the third apparition, that's when Our Lady showed uh, the seer's hell. I quote Our Lady. She says, I want you to return here on the 13th of next month. Continue to say the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war. For only she can help you. And our ladies tell her, only she, the mother of God, can help us. Why? Because she is a chosen vessel of our Lord. 
she who was predestined to be the mother of God. And that's where all her prerogatives come from. Everything flows from her divine maternity. Only she can help us. She is the mediatrix of all graces, that all the graces God gives us comes to us through his mother. So when God sends his mother to earth with a message like he did in Fatima and backed it up with miracles, we better listen. We better pay attention. And we should do what Our Lady says. Pray the rosary every day. I tell you, my friends, the rosary is not an option. I never forget years ago, I was preaching in a church on the Feast of the Holy Rosary. And I was preaching about the rosary. And I was telling the people that the rosary is not an option. And next week, I received a call from one of the parishioners. And she said, Father, I want to tell you something. Uh, the day after you preached on the Holy Rosary, I went into Walmart with my little son. I think his name was Johnny. And Johnny was only five years old. And she said, Johnny, as we walked into the store, he started yelling out in a loud voice, the rosary is not an option. The rosary is not an option. And she said at first, she was taken back to mother. She was almost a little embarrassed. And then she said, why should I be embarrassed? My son preaching the gospel. So she let him just yell it out. And that little boy, five years old, he got the message. He understood it in his innocence. Those little ones put us to shame, my friends. How many of us are embarrassed to speak about God publicly? How many people are embarrassed to pray the rosary? How many people think the rosary is, is, is not essential? It's nonsense. It's just there's no need for it. But Our Lady wants us to pray. So what is the rosary? The rosary is made up of two things, mental prayer and vocal prayer. In the rosary, mental prayer is none other than a meditation of the chief mysteries of the life, death, and glory of Jesus Christ and his blessed mother. That's what the rosary, mental prayer and vocal prayer. It's the lifting up of our mind and heart to God. And the rosary is right out of the scriptures, right out of the scriptures. We know the Our Father is given to us by our Lord himself. And in the Hail Mary, the first part of it comes from the Our Lady in the scripture in Luke when she visits uh, St. Elizabeth. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And this is from the scriptures. The second part is just logical. Holy Mary, mother of God. She's holy. She's the mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. So it was received in the year 1214. However, the church received the rosary in its present form and according to the method we use today. It was given to the, to the church by St. Dominic, who had received it from the Blessed Virgin as a means of converting the Albigensians and other sinners. At that time, the Albigensian heresy was consuming Europe, especially France, and nothing could stop them. And our Lord told, our lady raised up St. Dominic, and the way she wanted to crush the Albigensian heresy was through the Holy Rosary. In the book 
uh, uh, The Secrets of the Holy Rosary, which I recommend everyone read, written by St. Louis de Montfort. It tells us that Our Lady appeared to St. Dom- Dominic, accompanied by three angels, and she said, Dear Dominic, do you know which weapon the Blessed Trinity wants to use to reform the world? Oh, my lady, answered St. Dominic, you know far better than I do, because next to your son, Jesus Christ, you have always been the chief instrument of our salvation. Then Our Lady replied, I want you to know that in this kind of warfare, the principal weapon has always been the angelic Psalter, which is the foundation stone of the New Testament. Therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, preach my Psalter. Preach my Psalter. The angelic salutation is a most concise summary of all that Catholic theology teaches about the Blessed Virgin. It is divided into two parts, that of praise and that of petition. The first shows all that goes to make up Mary's greatness, and the second, all that we need to ask her for, and all that we may expect to receive through her goodness. And so this is powerful words from St. Louis de Montfort, powerful words. We see how Our Lady gave the rosary to St. Dominic. And these words again, therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, preach the Psalter, preach the Holy Rosary. And we know that St. Dominic from that time on, Our Lady command to preach, he was to preach on nothing but the Holy Rosary, the Hail Mary. And he did that for the rest of his life. And because of that, he was able to penetrate the hard hearts and break their hearts, soften their hearts to convert. My friends, this is what we need today. This is the weapon that God has given us through his mother to convert these people, to convert these Satanists, to convert our church leaders that have abandoned us. The rosary is that prayer. We see how powerful the rosary is throughout history. In the secrets of the rosary, St. Louis de Montfort tells us that one day when St. Matilda was praying and was trying to think of some way in which she could express her love of the Blessed Virgin better than before, she fell into ecstasy. Our Lady appeared to her with the angelic salutation written in letters of gold upon her breast and said to her, My daughter, I want you to know that no one can please me more than by saying the greeting which is the most adorable trinity presented to me and by which I was raised to the dignity of the mother of God. What a powerful statement. Once again, she said, my daughter, I want you to know that no one can please me more than by saying the greeting which the most adorable trinity presented to me and by which I was raised to the dignity of the mother of God. Do you want to please our lady? I hope you do. She's our mother. She is the star to see. She shows us the way to heaven. And she has all the graces we need. 
the more we please her, the more graces she'll pour upon us, my friends. And so it's so important to pray this rosary. The power is hard to, to convert hardened sinners. I used to go to the abortion clinic a lot every week. And we would be right outside the windows where they were performing abortions, these evil people. And we would just pray the rosary out loud. That was our weapon, the rosary. There was guards there they would have would attack uh, German shepherds and Doberman pitchers trying to intimidate us. And we like, what are you afraid of, this little rosary? But you know what? Every once in a while, we would get a young woman that would come out. And she would change her mind. And time after time again, they would tell us, you know, I don't know what those words are that you keep on repeating, but keep doing it because it changed my mind. And I walked off the table and they told, and they told us that those people, when you pray the rosary inside, they go crazy because the devil hates the holy rosary. The devil fell because of his pride and our Lord crushes him. Through humility, our Lord Lucifer would not serve, non-servion, he said. And we know the test was that the angel had to pass the test. And they were shown that the Blessed Virgin Mary would be the mother of God, the mother of Jesus. And that she would be the queen of heaven and earth, the queen of the angels. And Lucifer basically was, why if, if, if would God do this? Wouldn't he, if he wants to take a form, why wouldn't he take a form of an angel like me, the greatest angel, say? He would not serve. He would not serve the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that's why heretics and these people outside the church, they despised the Blessed Virgin. They despised the Rosary. You can't pray. Many heretics could say the Our Father, but they cannot say the Hail Mary. They cannot sing the praises of Our Lady. But the angel Gabriel, sent by the Holy Trinity, greeted a hail full of grace. My friends, Pope Leo XIII was a great pope, and he influenced Mariology uh, in, in, a, in a very special way. He wrote on the rosary and the scapula many times. Pope Leo XIII issued a record of 11 papal encyclicals on the rosary alone, earning him the title as the rosary pope. You hear what I'm saying? That a pope wrote 11 beautiful encyclicals on the holy rosary. You have to right there take a step back and say that a pope would take that time to write 11 cyclicals on one particular subject, on one particular aspect of the faith. We better listen. And you could go on the internet and they have sites with all the papal encyclicals. And I encourage you to read every encyclical that Pope Leo XIII wrote on the Holy Rosary. And so I want to take from one of his encyclical, October Mense, on, on the Holy Rosary. And I'm going to quote from him and, and, and explain some things. So I quote Pope Leo. He says, at the coming of the month of October, dedicated and consecrated as it is to the Blessed Virgin of the Rosary, 
we recall with satisfaction and instant exhortations which in preceding years we address to you venerable brethren desiring as we did that the faithful urged by your authority and by your seal should redouble their piety towards the august mother of god redouble their piety towards the august mother of god the mighty help of christians and should pray to her throughout the month invoking her by that most holy rite of the rosary which the church especially in the passage of difficult times has ever used for the accomplishment of all her desires i'm going to repeat that she says that the, the most holy rose rite of the rosary which the church especially in the passage of difficult times has ever used for the accomplishment of all her desires my friends are we are now in the most difficult time in the history of the church the church has never gone through what it's going through now the passion of her master christ in 2000 years we have seen things now that we have never seen before and so through the rosary the church always turns to our lady for our help so i continue he goes this year once again do we publish our wishes once again do we encourage you by the same exhortations we are persuaded to this in love for the church whose sufferings far from mitigating increase daily in number and in gravity universal well known are the evils we deplore and so the pope is saying that we're persuaded by love for the church because we see the church being attacked severely and even more so being attacked from the inside now from the from the members so-called members of the church many of them are not they think they are because they have severed themselves because of their heresies but he tells us pope leo the 13th that the sufferings of the church far from mitigating increase daily in number and gravity and so he's telling us the truth that as we get closer towards the end time as we get closer to the second coming of christ the church sufferings continue to increase and that's why don't listen to people that tell you oh the church has been through this before you know look at the arian heresy look at this look at that yeah we've been through a million crises but nothing like this every heresy that ever existed is alive today and spreading and the, the the big difference too is the attack is coming even from the hierarchy of the church even from the pope himself but it's increasing daily in number and in gravity he goes on universal well-known are the evils we deplore the war made upon the sacred dogmas which the church holds and transmits the sacred dogmas on the sanctity of marriage that what God has brought together, no man can separate. That once you're married, marriage is indissolvable. And marriage has been under attack. The family has been under attack. These are the dogmas that the church has always hold. Sacred dogmas. The dogma that there's no salvation outside the one holy Catholic apostolic church is constantly being attacked. 
I can go on and on and on. He says this, he goes on, the vision cast upon the integrity of that Christian morality, which she has in keeping, enmity declared with the imprudence of audacity and with criminal malice against the very Christ, as though the divine work of redemption itself were to be destroyed from its foundation. That work which indeed no adverse power shall ever utterly abolish or destroy. No new events are these in the career of the church militant. Jesus foretold them to his disciple that she may teach men the truth and may guide them to eternal life and salvation. She must enter upon a daily war and throughout the course of ages she has fought even to martyrdom, rejoicing and glorifying herself in nothing more than in the occasion assigning her course with her founder's blood. The sure and certain pledge of the victory whereof she holds the promise. Okay, so we, he tells us, we, the church, we must enter daily upon a, a daily war. We are at war. St. Paul tells us we don't fight against flesh and blood, but the principalities of the world. And people, I can't tell you, most people are in denial. Most people don't want to acknowledge that a lady prophesied that Russia would spread her errors throughout the whole world. And that's communism, atheism. They've shut our churches down. This is the war that we're in. And if you don't want to acknowledge that you're in a war, you're going to lose. You're going to lose your soul. So Pope Leo goes on, he says, Nevertheless, we must not conceal the profound sadness which, with which this necessity of constant war afflicts the righteous. It's sad. Who wants to be in constant warfare? Every day you wake up, you, got, you, you better be ready to fight the evil that is around us. And it gets weary sometimes, and we need to be encouraged. We have to know that Christ will never abandon us. Our Lady will not abandon us. They are there for us. But the church is warning us. We will be in a daily battle to the day we die. To the day we die. Pope Leo goes on. It is indeed a cause of great sorrow that so many should be deterred and led astray by error and enmity to God that so many should be indifferent to all forms of religion and should finally become estranged from faith. Pope Leo XIII in the 20th century wanted that people would be indifferent to all forms of religion and that the, in the Second Vatican Council teaching heresy that you could be saved in other religions. He warned us People should be indifferent, will become indifferent to all forms of religion and should finally become estranged from the faith. This is what happened. So many people believe in this false ecumenism that man has a right to choose his religion. No. No. That was over a hundred years ago that he proclaimed this to us. That so many Catholics, he says, should be such in name only and she paid to religion no honor or worship, 
and still sadder and more beset with anxiety grows the soul at the thought of the fruitful source of the most manifold evils existing in organizations of states that allow no place to the church and that oppose our championship of holy virtue. The church, since the council, has discouraged countries to recognize the social reign of Jesus Christ, that Christ is the king of heaven and earth, and that we should all acknowledge his social reign. Matter of fact, the church was almost embarrassed of certain countries that made consecrations and accepted the social reign of Christ. You're not allowed to do that, they tell us no more. Nonsense. This is why we're being punished, because we won't give God what is due to him. He goes on, he says, this is truly a terrible manifestation of the just vengeance of God who allows blindness of soul to darken upon the nations that forsake him. What a, what, what a prophet. Look at what he's saying. This is truly a manifestation of the just vengeance of God who allows blindness of soul to, tell, to darken upon the nations that forsake him. America has forsaken God. Europe, Italy has forsaken God. The whole world has forsaken God. And now the leaders of the Catholic Church have forsaken God. And so he allows this blindness as a form of punishment to come upon us. And that's why I've been telling you this is a chastisement from God, that he allows the chastisement so that we will repent, that we will stop sinning. And the more these chastisements, the more we don't repent, the more the chastisements increase upon nations who have forsaken him, upon nations that accept homosexuality, lesbianism, upon nations that shut down churches and prevent you from worshiping God the way he demands we worship him, upon nations that slaughter babies in their mother's womb. What a disgrace. In the last 50 years, over 2 billion babies, almost 2 billion babies with surgical abortion. And what about the abortifacients? Probably double that. He says, St. Pope Leo, these are evils that cry aloud, that cry of themselves with a daily increase in voice. It is absolutely necessary that the Catholic voice should also call to God with unwearied instance without ceasing, that the faithful should pray not only in their own homes, but in public, gathering together under the sacred roof, that they should beseech urgently the all-foreseeing God to deliver the church from evil men and to bring back the troubled nations to good sense and reason by the light and the love of Christ. What a holy pope this man was. How we wish the Pope, that we, Pope Francis, would speak like this today and do what he's called to do, hand down tradition and encourage us to gather together in groups, that we should have rosary rallies. We should be out in the streets praying the rosary in groups because when you pray in groups, it's even more powerful. But no, people are just hiding in their houses, going along the path to perdition.
So he says to get one, beseeching urgently the all-foreseeing God to deliver the church from evil men. And that means evil men within the church. Deliver us from these false, these wolves in sheep's clothing, these hirelings, these prelates that have, and priests that have abandoned their flocks. And to bring back the troubled nations to good sense and reason by the light and love of Christ. This storm of evil in the midst of which the church struggles so strenuously reveals to all her pious children the holy duty whereto they are bound to pray to God with instance and the manner in which they may give to their prayers. The greater power. Faithful to the religious example of our fathers, let us have recourse to Mary, our holy sovereign. Let us entreat, let us beseech with one heart, Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, our mother. Show thyself to be a mother. Cause our prayers to be accepted by him who born for us, consented to be thy son. And Leo XIII goes on to tell us that the rosary is the weapon. After the holy sacrifice of the mass, the holy sacrifice of the mass, the rosary is the most powerful weapon God has given us. We must pray the rosary. We must pray the rosary. From the secrets of the rosary, St. Louis the Moffat, he goes over, he tells us about the benefits of prayer. He says, I shall content myself with saying, in company with Blessed Alan de La Roche, that the rosary is a source and a storehouse of countless blessings. And he goes on to list 10 blessings, just 10 for now. Number one, do the rosary. Sinners obtain pardon. Number two, those who thirst are refreshed. Number three, those who are fettered are set free. Number four, those who weep find joy. Number five, those who are tempted find peace. Number six, those in need find help. Number seven, religious are reformed. Number eight, the ignorant are instructed. Number nine, the living learn to resist spiritual decline. And number 10, the dead have their pains eased by the prayers of the rosary. Our lady once said to Blessed Alan, I want those who are devoted to my rosary to have my son's grace and blessings during their lifetime. At death and after their death, I want them to be free from all slavery so that they will be like kings with crowns on their heads, scepters in their hands, and to reign in eternal glory. It's beautiful, beautiful. So St. Louis de Montfort goes on, and I beg you, get that book. It's online for free if you want to read it, The Secrets of the Rosary, and also read True Devotion to Mary which is without a doubt the greatest book ever written on the Blessed Virgin Mary, the greatest. As a matter of fact, when St. Louis wrote it, he prophesied that the devil was so furious with that book that he would, he would be hidden for a hundred years. And the book was hidden. 
And one day, a religious in St. Louis de Montfort's order, a hundred years later, was dusting off shelves, and he found the book, True Devotion to Mary, a hundred years later. And that book, when you read it, my friends, is like reading Holy Scripture. You know it is inspired by the Holy Ghost. And I guarantee you, if you don't have devotion to the Holy Rosary, you read Secrets of the Rosary, you will be on fire with love for Our Lady, and you will pray the Rosary, and you'll pray with devotion. And this is important. And I'm telling you, St. John, uh, excuse me, I'm trying to think of uh, St. Joseph Cafaso, a great saint. He was the spiritual director, the St. Don Bosco. And he tells, he goes, a priest who is not dedicated to the mother of God, he said, expect nothing good from him. Nothing good. And how true that is, my friend. He said, but a priest that is dedicated to the Virgin of Mary, the Virgin, the Blessed Virgin Mary, expect great things from him. And so we cannot have God for our father, St. Louis the Montfort tells us, unless we have our lady for our mother. We cannot have Jesus if we don't have our lady. And so let us turn to the Blessed Virgin. Let us Pray to her to give us the grace to understand the power of the Most Holy Rosary. Give us the grace to pray it properly. And St. Louis the Montfort tells us to pray, we should pray the Rosary in a proper way. He said it is not so much the length of a prayer as the fervor with which it is said, which pleases God and touches his heart. A single Hail Mary said properly is worth more than a hundred and 50 said badly. So first, he says, to say the rosary with advantage, one should be in the state of grace, or at least be fully determined to give up sin. And this is true, because you can't merit if you're not in, in, in the state of sanctifying grace. If the Holy Trinity does not possess your soul and dwell in your soul, you cannot merit no matter how much good you do. You could be the biggest philanthropist in the world and feed the whole world, everyone who's starving, save people's lives, risk your life, but you get no merit for it. And so to pray to rosary to get the most effect, you want to be in the state of grace or the desire that if you're struggling with a particular vice and you pray that rosary, say, blessed mother, please deliver me from this, from my, uh, you know, vice, whether it's say you're drunk, an alcoholic or a drug addict, or you're addicted to pornography. St. Louis says that you can't pray both the rosary and continue to sin. You'll give one up or the other. And it's true. I've never seen anyone that's persevering a rosary not be delivered from their vices. Never. Another odd thing he says before beginning, he says we must also pray the rosary with great attention, for God listens more to the voice of the heart than of the mouth. And this is important. It's like when you're having a conversation with someone and you, they see that you're distracted, you're looking here, you're looking there, you're, 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 you're going off, you know, in another world. They know you don't care, really. You're saying, well, God knows our heart. When we pray to Rosie, we want to pray with great attention. We want to give our all to Our Lady and our Lord. 
and God will answer our prayers more quickly. He says, before beginning a decade of the rosary, pause for a moment or two, depending on how much time you have, and contemplate the mystery that you are about to honor in that decade. And so that's important. So say you're going to say the mysteries of, say, the, the scourging of our Lord in, the, in his passion or the crucifixion. You can meditate on our Lord's meekness, how he turned the other cheek, how he didn't strike us that. How he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And that we may be in need of that if we're struggling with anger to pray for these. So he's saying you have to meditate on the mysteries while you're praying it. He says, always be sure to petition Our Lady by this mysteries and through the intercession of Blessed Virgin for one of the virtues that shines forth most particularly in the mystery or one of which you are in a particular need. So if you're struggling with your uh, impurity, every time you're praying uh, a mystery, a decade of the rosary, pray for that virtue of purity. So whenever you say the rosary, be sure to ask for some special grace or virtue or strength to overcome some sin. The second fault, he said, commonly committed in saying the rosary is to have no intention other than that of getting it over with as quickly as possible. This is because so many look upon the rosary as a burden. And beg, if that's your attitude, beg Our Lady to grant you the grace to remove that attitude, to give you great desire to pray the rosary to be pleasing to Our Lady. He said, the rosary ought to be said reverently. That is, it ought to be said as much as possible, kneeling with our hands folded in the, you know, in the penitential form. But if you're sick, uh, you can't do it, yeah, of course, then you could sit down. But try to be recollected. Try to really put your heart into it. I remember St. Alphonse tells the story of uh, a nun who suffered tremendously for many years before she died. And then after she died, she appeared a short while after to one of the nuns in the convent, and she was in great glory. And she told the nun that she was in heaven. And she says, the saints in heaven desire nothing because you're totally content. She said, but if we could desire anything, I would desire to come back to earth, to suffer even to the end of the world, just for the extra glory God gives you for saying one Hail Mary with devotion from your heart. That is beautiful. She'd be willing to suffer greatest pains till the end of the world, even if it's thousands of years. For the great, for the glory you receive for saying one Hail Mary. Why? Because all the merit we accumulate on earth, all the rewards goes on for eternity in heaven. And the opposite is in hell. And so if it's true that this is worth suffering a lifetime. So what about when you pray the whole rosary with devotion? How, what a great reward. My friends, please. We know how Padre Pio was so devoted, St. Pio, to the Holy Rosary. We know that he was getting physically beat by the devil one day. And then he called on Our Lady and she appeared to him. And, she, and he was, help me, mother. And she said, pick up your weapon, Pio. What weapon? She goes, the rosary. And when he did, the demon fled. And so a lady's telling you, pick up your weapon. And you don't want to pick, you want to pick up a weapon that's effective. 
The rosary is a nuclear bomb, my friends. <laughs> the rosary. The devil flees when you play, pray the rosary. So my friends, as we're living in these times of crisis, when we see the whole world turned up upside down, we see this Satanists trying to take over the world and the church. Let us come together in groups. Let us pray the rosary. Let us pray the whole rosary every day. And that's why the Fatima Center will encourage you to join us in the 54th day rosary novena so that the Pope will consecrate Russia with all the bishops in union with him. And then there will be a reign of priests. Our Lady tells us if we pray the rosary, wars will cease, famines will cease. Let us pray, pray, pray. And once again, pray to your guardian angel, pray to Our Lady when you pray the rosary to help you to have devotion to our, to the rosary. And believe me, once you do, you will never go a day without praying the rosary. Please bow your head and pray for God's blessing. Pax et benedictio Deo omnipotente, Patri, Filii, Spiritus Sancti, Descendis super vos, emanet semper amen. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Our prayer is that this presentation may enlighten your faith, strengthen your hope, and inflame your charity. Please share it far and wide. For more resources regarding the message of Fatima and the Catholic faith, we invite you to visit our website, www.fatima.org. St. Cyprian of Carthage, pray for us. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Thank you.